Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what is going on everybody excuse me it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode what is this 108 of do rags and boat shoes uh sorry for skimping out on y'all last week but i dropped two episodes on that sunday so that should have been able to hold y'all over but uh you got a couple more this week uh, and i'm still under the weather as y'all heard in the previous episode when i recorded health over wealth uh, i'm going through it yeah, I think I got some kind of sinus infection Because uh, this this don't feel like a cold This is whooping my ass inside and out But I'm trying to let my body fight it naturally Instead of going to the doctor for antibiotics and stuff But also me working all these long hours Trying to make extra money You know, for the holidays and for the new year Really is not helping So I need to start cashing out on this podcast That's what I really need the fuck to do Instead of working you know 55 to you know 65 hours a week at the plantation at the first plantation because it's the second plantation for me but thank you for being patient with me and let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen so um first things first i came across an article on uh, uh i came across in a bostonglobe.com article and it was talking about blacks in boston and it just you know, it was one of them clickbait. I thought it was a clickbait headline. And it was talking about blacks, the uh, median net worth of blacks in Boston, one of the racist, most racist cities in America. The me- median net worth of a black person in Boston is eight fucking dollars. Eight damn dollars. Do y'all hear me? Eight. A five and three ones. Not even a roll of quarters. So basically what that means is um, the debt compared to things of what they own, like cars, house and a savings account, it balances out almost even. But it comes up more positive, only eight dollars more of the items that they own, the assets that they actually have. That is fucked up in the game, ain't it? And so this is a, another article that... Uh, goes through and talks about uh it compares and contrasts from 83 to you know recent years about different things that's going on and it said that in 83 only 4.5 percent of blacks were officials and managers in the working field in 2015 it rose a tenth of a percent to 4.6 so in 32 years it moved a tenth of a percent that is bananas and unemployment in 1983 was double the rate for blacks opposed to whites and it's the same is still happening with those numbers uh as recent as 2014. so i'm reading this book or listening to this book the color of money and it uh breaks down the myth of black banks and how they failed 
And uh, what's crazy about this book is, uh, let me get it pulled up so I can get the author. Uh, Mahersa Baradaran, 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 that's her name, Mahersa Baradaran. Yeah, this is an Indian sister. She wrote this book. So it's called The Color of Money, Black Banks, and the Racial Wealth Gap. And it's getting very good because I'm at the part right now where she's talking about Nixon and uh, the Kerner Commission and uh, this report uh, that basically said, you know, why blacks are in a position that they're in. Um, it just kept it 100. You know, blacks were left out of the New Deal. They were left out of Reconstruction. They were left out of the Highway Act and uh, just things like that. Just huge federal handouts because the presidents at the time who were, you know, trying to do these, the New Deal and all this other shit, they had to get Southern racist Democrats on board. And how they did that was so basically you had these huge handouts going to like different states. You know, uh, the, the state government was giving so much money from the federal government. And the president gave the states the right to disperse those funds any way that they chose to. And then that's how you ended up with redlining and, uh, you know, black um, servicemen and women being left out of the GI Bill. And what's crazy, it reminds me of the So all of this ties into the article because it's like, how do we get here and all these excuses? Well, it's just because, you know, you left black folks out. You know, when they were literally handing out, you know, these crazy home loans at super low, super duper low uh, interest rates and then backing these loans up to the federal government, these FHA loans being backed, being insured by the federal government if they defaulted. So they guaranteed to get their money, you know, these uh, these um, uh, whoever sells the houses, I'm having a brain fart right now. Realtors and the realtor company and the realty companies. And um, and what's amazing to me, uh, the theme of this book, it's a lot of water is wet. If you black and you read, you know how we got to this position. But what's amazing to me is uh, is how uh, cognitive dissonance works. You know, so cognitive dissonance is basically. Um, you have this belief for a very long time about something or someone and then they present you with facts that basically debunks or contradicts uh, what you believe for this long time and you come up with every reason in the book to make excuses and so these excuses range from you know during slavery they had the scientific reasoning so basically saying that black folks you know came from monkeys or our brains were tinier and white people won the genetic uh, lottery, so to speak. So it's, you know, it's all scientific. But even before that, you know, how they got us on them boats, you know, it was God's will. Let's send these missionaries in here and, you know, preach the gospel. You know, so first you start out with the Bible. Then you had the, these faux scientific things going on because, you know, when, uh, when the, these first slaves came over in the 1600s, you had them working with poor whites or indentured servitude or whatever you had them working with poor whites and then um uh, what is that what is that rebellion i forgot what it's called when white folks poor white folks and black folks teamed up 
And then that's when you started having the scientific reasons uh, come out to say that blacks were inferior because of the size of our brains and shit like that to justify slavery. And then they started handing out some trinkets and shit like that to the poor whites so they wouldn't rise up against the elites. And I cannot, I cannot remember the name of this revolution, uh, this revolt. And it starts with a B, I believe. And it's on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot remember. But anyway, so after the Bible thing, then you had genetics. And then, excuse me, my throat is killing me, y'all. So just bear with me. So then, you know, after that, they started blaming um, criminality, right? So you deal with the scientific reasons, all this other bullshit. And so then you start dealing with criminality after you free all these these hundreds of thousands of Africans, you know, after uh, 1865, the Emancipation Proclamation. So now you just got all these wild Negroes running around. So then you had the black code. So now you had criminality. You know, these people are wild animals. Anything a black person do is uh, being criminalized. So then that way they can lock you up and then have that labor have you back into working on a plantation like that right because that's what the emancipation proclamation does it gets rid of slavery but if you break the law you're subject to be a slave okay so then we still have that today so they start talking about oh these black folks are wild they're rabid animals they're criminals and all this other shit but now once you get to the reagan era you start uh blaming single motherhood right so you start having these welfare benefits come out and uh section eight and things like that beforehand and the man couldn't be in a home you can't have a dual income to be on section eight you know uh redlining and kept you know black folks living in these uh these horrible neighborhoods and you know when black folks do come up and move into a white neighborhood if uh, you know too many families come in there you know then all of a sudden all the white folks are moving even further away or doubling back and coming to the hood as we're seeing right now in omaha but so then during that reagan era you had the whole welfare queen thing that was going on so then we start blaming the single mothers and we still kind of see that today we're blaming single motherhood uh we're blaming uh the family structure where are their fathers at well then that's when you get into the clinton era and you have uh, uh what is it over 800,000 men locked up in the 90s something like that black men it could be black and brown men but then it's like oh where's their fathers where are their fathers because people started creating you know alternate ways of getting income and then you had the whole crack epidemics and then they started blaming drugs then that goes back to criminality so after criminality you start blaming the single motherhood and now in 2017 what we have now is a pc culture we have a politically correct culture and what i mean by that when you start talking about uh blacks black americans getting reparations for all the shit that's been done to them not only slavery but the jim crow laws the redlining and just deliberately keeping black folks out of these federal programs that's meant to give you a hand up and uh able to help you uh, compete which is equity we need to stop talking about equality and start talking about equity right so now we live in this pc culture so if you get a group of black people together and you start talking about okay we need to come together for reparations then you have some sister stand up and talk about you know well, what about women's rights and you're like okay um we're talking about black folks and that includes 
black women, men, and children. That includes all y'all. Then it's like, oh, then you got a brother stands up like, oh, what about the LGBTQIAA? Um, I'm talking about black folks here. That includes all of y'all. Yeah, but the LGBTQIAA, they go through more stuff than regular black folks. Okay, I understand that. Um, but we're talking about black folks. That includes all of us. And then you have some situation where somebody, another brother, stand up. Well, what about the white gay men? They're minorities too. And so we're living in this PC culture right now where you can't do anything for your own people. You can't without being all inclusive right now because people, they have this thing. And Larry Wilmore was talking about this. And I looked it up um, weaponized outrage. So basically what they have now is a bunch of trolls or people wanting attention who have a lot of followers on social media accounts. They will gaslight their followers, amp them up, whatever you want to call them, hype them up for nothing um, to basically shame somebody into doing something. So it takes away from real outrage and it's called weaponized outrage. And I want you all to look that up. Uh, so it's and then you're, you're starting to see this with the alt-right they're starting to do that too when they came for the sister uh joy reed and they brought up an old um an old uh, uh something from like 2007 when she uh, wrote a blog and she called a gay man sister or sis or something like that so all these alt-right people they all huddled up together and then they all created this fake outrage via twitter and she came out and apologized and shit like that that's just how it works you know so it's people getting together on a message board don't really give a fuck about the issue but it's like okay we got to get this person about the paint so it's weaponized outrage so that's what you have to deal with now and you know everybody is falling in line with pc shit so it's now look it looks like you know white folks have so much of a head start over 400 years head start and we're all the way back here but it's like okay you get a dollar and you get a dollar but the white folks they already got you know four thousand dollars but now you got a dollar and they got four thousand and one dollars you know what i'm saying but you can't be like hey they got all this money but you're just like oh that's in the past come on we don't want to be divisive we don't want to um uh, be unequal you know we're all on the same level playing field and it's like no it's not we need to start talking about equity so that's what happens in boston and i don't know why black folks are in boston anyway i just don't know like y'all need to get the fuck up out of boston like every time like you read a story like uh about an athlete going there black athlete they always have a horrible story like playing against the red sox or playing against the new england patriots it's just always a bad story you know they get the end bomb dropped on them you know they could be just a dark hispanic or whatever still get called a, a wet back nigger or something like that it's just crazy and then they'll get batteries thrown at them and all this other weirdo shit so i don't know but that's that's the age that we're living in now so we're living in this pc age where you can't talk about what black folks need as far as equity to level the playing field do you so you can't just talk you can't talk about it at fucking all so that's where we're at right now but you have to just you know stick your chest out and just tell the truth because the truth will always come out and you have to ignore the weaponized outrage as soon as you start you can make a thread on twitter 
you can make a long post on Facebook and you start talking about these are the reasons that black folks need equity from the federal government. And then you'll get somebody coming in with, oh, well, that's just too divisive. That's a liberal. Uh, they'll come in with a Bible quote or some shit like that. Or they'll try to make you feel guilty. Well, I worked hard for what I had. And like, OK, and I worked twice as hard to get half of what you got. You see what I'm saying? So then it distracts you from being focused on the mission so that's that's this type of age that we're living in right now and then you'll have some gay white man come into your mentions like what about me it's hard and it's like actually it's not that hard for you like you're a white man this country was built for you to fucking win like if you can't comb your hair hop in the shower and be, go be a manager or a supervisor somewhere well you just fucked up in the game you see what i'm saying but let me just quit ranting but you know i just found that interesting just how that article tied into the book that i'm reading so i'll post the amazon link in the uh comments for that book okay but uh let me uh talk to my omaha folks let me talk to black omaha real quick if y'all don't mind i know i got folks on the west side shout out to y'all folks down in uh virginia that fucks with it heavy um folks on the east coast fucks with the podcast heavy but i need to i need to talk to black omaha for a minute so um right now the city council approved a uh an enhanced entertainment tax for a new development that's going to come up around west rose mall so uh if y'all don't know if y'all ain't from here y'all know west rose mall made the news what is it, about a decade ago we had that shooting in the von mar mall crazy ass dude came in there and i think he he killed uh about seven eight people something like that at the mall just opened fire and uh, so it's a huge mall that we have um, and it's on the west side of town, northwest side of town, um, just off of the main middle road that splits Omaha between north and south. And so there's a whole bunch of car developments around, like a car lots around there. So you got like Audi, Range Rover slash Land Rover, Mini Coopers and in a Chevy dealership, I believe. So they're going to uh, get rid of all those dealerships and they're going to put a new development, man which has a top golf um that's going to be the centerpiece of the top golf which is i don't know if y'all ever saw like shows like blind date and shit like that where people are like at an indoor driving course and then, then you can hit the ball drive it as far as you can and it lands in like a cup you know like a colored area and it'll give you so many points and shit like that so we got that coming and it sounds cool you know because i've been meaning to take up golf you know i, I really want to learn how to my og um would always try to get me to go golfing and things like that one of my ogs and i was just like man black folks don't golf and he's like man i got a whole squad that golf and uh shit like that but as i get older this was back you know 10 12 years ago you know i'm young super young you know still you know i ain't i can't even grow a beard yet i can't even grow any chin hair so I'm just like, man, black folks don't golf. You know, only Tiger Woods do that shit. But now I really want to get into it as I get older because it's more of a mental game, you know, and I, that intrigues me a lot. But so the development is going to have shops around it. It's going to have uh, dining and things like that. And it'll employ about 660 people, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. So we got almost 700 new jobs coming to omaha that's what's up and like i, I said on the champagne sharks uh, podcast in omaha you know the cost of living is so low so you know you could work a job making 11 12 dollars an hour and you'd be cool you know having an apartment 
a little car, you know, a little used car, flat screen TV, and having all your needs met, um, you know, if you played your cards right, you know. Um, but still, you know, it's cool. Uh, jobs going to be here. But here's the fucked up part. So the city council voted five to two to introduce a new tax when you're shopping or dining there, right? And for y'all who don't know, we already have a two and a half percent um entertainment and dining tax throughout the whole city and this even fucking includes fucking mcdonald's so you go get a double cheeseburger or mcchicken or something and you thinking okay it's just gonna be a dollar seven it's like no nah, it's a dollar ten or a dollar eleven you're like what the fuck so you like here's a you no know, it's almost a it's like a dollar ten or whatever so you like yo it used to be a dollar seven because city state tax is only seven percent and so now we have a two and a half percent dining tax which been here for what since 2010 i believe and it was introduced uh by a former mayor mayor i can't i can't remember if it's mike fahey or the other tall skinny dude i forgot his name um yeah i forgot that guy's name but so they introduced that to balance the budget and try to bring about an extra 15 million dollars you know to the city budget and so when they introduced that two and a half percent tax, you know, it did way better than they thought because businesses were scared that the people of Omaha and black Omaha wasn't going to come out and eat anymore because we like, yo, ain't nobody about to pay no two and a half percent for anything, you know, but, you know, it, people turned out still in the same numbers as they did, you know, the year before, before there was even a restaurant and dining entertainment and dining tax. But, you know how they said it was going to be like, uh, I think about $15 million additionally. It actually ended up being about $24 million. So every mayor since then has ran on a ticket or a promise, a fake promise of, oh, we're going to get rid of the entertainment and dining tax. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to get rid of it. And you're like, okay, cool, cool. Because y'all motherfuckers taxing me to death. And, uh, you know, every time they get in the office, you know, it's a fucking lie. It is a fucking lie. So now we're running with uh, we got Mean Gene Stothard right now, and she she was talking about she was gonna try to get rid of it, and then Heath Mello, who I really liked, um, he was talking about that he had a plan to kind of shave it away, like keep dropping it down because it's at two and a half percent. So drop it down. I think he was saying at least a half a percent each year until we can get rid of it altogether. And I was like, that's a pretty good plan because you can't just wipe it out already because people are so damn greedy that they just the mayors after the introduction of the tax just pretty much budgeted it in into the budget if that makes sense you know they just automatically added that to the budget instead of subtracting it out if that makes sense right and so now the city council five to two vote approved another 1.75 percent tax so you got seven percent for the city state tax two and a half percent for the entertainment and dining dining tax and you got another 1.75 percent tax which is almost two percent so now all together when you buy something you're going to pay 11.25 percent in taxes out at this uh new venue and they said they also introduced that tax to the area of 10th and capital where they built the new hotels at and shit like that um, across from uh, DJ's dugout down there by the uh, the arena by um, CenturyLink. And I just want y'all to remember that and then look up 
you know, the city council members who actually voted for it because we need to get them about the fucking paint, you know, because this ain't nothing but an additional incentive for these people to build this top flight or this top golf thing here. And it's fucked up. It's like you already getting an extra two and a half percent from us. Now you want an extra one point seven five percent. But then you're like, but double, you ain't even got to go out there. I know I don't have to. But, you know, what about the people who don't know any better? You know, I'm speaking for all Omahans, all black Omahans, you know, when it comes to this issue, because a lot of us just don't fucking know what's going on in the city and local politics. So when you get that bill, you trying to impress Shorty on a date, you know what I'm saying? It's coming in 2019, so in a, in a year and some change, you know, you trying to impress her and all of a sudden you get that bill. You like, God damn, like, nigga, how much is this in taxes? Like, that is just amazing to me. So you spend like a hundred bucks, you know that what is that? Um, what is that? Eleven dollars and twenty-five cents in taxes? That's just an extra eleven twenty-five coming out your pocket. That was your lunch for the next two days. You know that might have been half a tank of gas. You know if you're driving a sedan. You know three quarters of a tank. You know if you're driving a um, a Prius. You know so it's shit like that that's just annoying. And we really have to see, like, where's this money going to go to? You know, this is just an incentive for these people to bring businesses here and jobs, you know, but it's just some shit that's just looking real funny in the light. Um, Hove, are you going to this thing? Well, Don't be the next contestant on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums. I appreciate you riding shotgun with me. I hope you don't get this infection that I got. Hopefully, it's just a sinus infection. But, you know, if I keep on struggling for energy like this, I might have to fuck with some of that ready rock with you, bro. So I appreciate you being here with me, fella. All right, so selling hope like dope, I think it's pretty easy to say that we have to say that Kimberly Jones, the mother of Keaton Jones, is out here selling hope like damn dope, okay? So if you don't know who Keaton Jones is, you've been sleeping up under a damn rock. This uh, this boy then had some tumors on his head. He had him removed. He got some scars on his head, and he's talking about bullying in a viral video. And his mother is like coaching him through the whole damn thing. And a bunch of celebrities reached out. I know the guy who plays Captain America wants to bring him to the Avengers uh, premiere in May. And uh. There's people who wanted to uh, bring them to different concerts and things like that. And uh, there's some black folks coming out like Rihanna and Chris Brown uh, talking about this situation. But our brother, uh, activist and filmmaker Tariq Nasheed, uh, did some did a little background on uh, Mama Jones. <coughs> Excuse me. So Mama Jones is a bigot. Mama Jones likes to... Uh, hold up the confederate flag and uh shit on protesters you know she has some very suspect uh facebook post status and she had a lot of pictures of her with the confederate flag and she fucked up her own bag because uh somebody started to go fund me for little keaton and it was at damn near sixty thousand dollars and i know some colored folks done donated to that and they're emailing GoFundMe now like hey can i get my 40 dollars back and i know that i know that for a fact I know that okay um but you know all these people who donated looking funny in the light well they're holding uh kimberly up to the light she's looking a little funny right so then she comes out 
and she's like oh you know this meant to be funny and ironic yada 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 everything that a bigot does a white supremacist does um they test out the waters by trying to be funny it always starts off like a joke like with the clan dressing up in uh, white robes and shit like that they were quote unquote uh, dressing like ghosts to uh scare black voters from going to the polls that's how it started out with them wearing those outfits right and they called themselves like a grand wizard and grand dragons all this mythical bullshit but it started out as a joke and now you look at how many ever years later hundreds of years later a couple hundred years later this is one of the biggest terrorist groups that's still functioning in america right now it always starts out like that like a joke like uh, minstrel shows and shit like that that's where we got the uh whole watermelon thing from from uh it just just made it up out the blue you know just said that black folks just eat watermelon they have white men uh i don't know if it was step and fetch it but uh you know just basically just had them eating watermelon and you know shooting the shit on a plantation a makeshift plantation and it started off as a joke and it's still a running joke to this day so a lot of stuff like that starts off as a joke and this woman wasn't joking at all why because his daddy sean white they found his facebook page the independent ran a great article about it and he's a part of an aryan circle they got him throwing up white uh, supremacists of uh, white extremist gang symbols with another guy with his shirt off, both of them in the kitchen. And the guy that he's with has a uh, swastika tattoo. Okay. And um, and there are some things that he was saying in a Facebook post uh, about him being an Aryan and things of that nature. Uh, he, they reached out to him to get a comment and nothing came about. So naturally, you got a white supremacist mother, a white extremist father. What does that make the child? I'm just putting it out there. Um, you know, there's speculation that this could have been a result of him running off at the mouth. Uh, little Keaton, you know, talking greasy about people of color, mainly black folks, you know, dropping that in bomb. That's the speculation. And they, well, I wouldn't put it past him, given who his parents are, even though his father isn't in his life. And I want to know why. If you live by the words of 1488, you know, 14 words, you know, protecting the white children, you know, securing a future for your white children. How come you're not ch taking care of your son? That's what I want to know. Fucking deadbeat. Um, but yeah, so she's been making her rounds talking about um, it's a joke and all this other shit. And GoFundMe has put that account that has almost $60,000 on hold right now. So she's doing everything that she can to get that bag to release and uh hopefully numerous people are just emailing gofundme like hey can you please you know refund me my 30 dollars my 40 dollars my 10 dollars you know can i please get something i mean i don't care if you charge me a dollar fifty wiring fee just please give me my damn money back you know so she thought she had a jig for a second and what's wild about this <coughs> excuse me for coughing y'all just bear with me i'm gonna get through this episode make me some tea after this but her daughter um kimberly jones mama jones daughter was on uh twitter and people were like yo what's up with your mama in this damn flag and then she had the audacity to just say uh my mother's a strong southern woman a strong southern woman okay well the creator of that flag was actually from ohio and that flag is all about white supremacy it is 
I'm sorry to tell you that. You know, don't you can't run that game about the uh, stars and bars being Southern heritage when the creator of the flag is actually from up north. So help me out here. Um, so I want to know y'all thoughts about this. Um, so comment on the episode um, of Selling Hope Like Dope. Let me know what you think about this. Do you think GoFundMe should unsecure that bag and bless uh, the little boy? Because I think it might have been a roast session and he just couldn't take it because somebody was getting on his ass like, boy, you know, look at your bell pepper nose and you white, you know, something like that. You know, they probably was just flaming him. And he just couldn't take it no more. So let me know what you think. And because uh, I just think it's just selling hope like dope and they need to refund that money back. And I'll get into um, the uh, irony of this whole situation and tie it into Roy Moore and uh, holding this L. So I think that's a good segue. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, I have to give this L to uh, white women, college educated and non college educated white women in Alabama and Roy Moore. I say that because these women are still voting against their own self interest. Um,. And I just I, I do not know why. Well, I do know why. Um, it's uh, white supremacy is a religion. It is something that they will sacrifice their women and their children for. You know, it's uh, one of those things where it's like, okay, let me cut off my nose to spite my face. You know, or one hand wash the other, both wash the face, but both the hands are still dirty. Uh, if that makes sense at all. So. Uh, it looks like 63% of white women voted for Roy Moore. And, and let, let me give you some backstory. So the whole deal with this is uh, Jeff Sessions, uh, the attorney general, uh, his Senate seat was up because he took this job. So they had a special election between and the front runners were Doug Jones, who's a Democrat, He's also the lawyer who prosecuted some of the Klan's members in the uh, Alabama church bombing that killed the four little girls. And Roy Moore, who's a judge, who's a bigot, anti-Semitic, and he likes little girls and he was banned from a mall. So I know y'all saw that Vice video because it went viral and the guy was asking these group of people why they would vote for Roy Moore. One guy had the audacity to say that this was only four, this was 40 years ago my grandmother was pregnant at 15 or 13 I'm married at 13 had a baby at 15 and i'm like bro what the fuck are you even talking about 40 years ago is only 1977 that pedophile shit was not flying in like it's flying now okay only 1977 and then he had the audacity to say i know people who would be flattered if their daughter got hit on by a state's attorney because at the time he was a state attorney he was like 34 hitting on a 14 year old and doing some creepy shit with her sitting in his lap and all this other weirdo shit now i can understand white men voting for him because he speaks the language but white women i just guess they just fall in line with white supremacy just off rip they just fall in line just off damn rip they fall in line 
So I'm looking at these numbers at the Washington Post and uh, at the WAPO, and they got this break broke down beautifully, beautifully. And um, let's see here. Uh, you know, and um, me and my lady was talking about this, and she was saying that, you know, it's probably non-educated housewives, uh, white women who voted for Roy Moore. And these uh, traces are broken down is actually uh, actually quite beautiful because uh, you look at white college graduate women. It was 45 percent voted for Jones, 52 percent voted for Moore, which is very surprising. Right. Because a lot of times an educated white woman, uh, she will have some sort of uh, interactions with black men and women. Uh, maybe socially in class or has to take uh, some kind of black history studies black women's studies just something that'll open the mind up and let you realize that what you've been told by the media is a complete lie that black folks are more complex than you actually have been taught okay so that was very surprising so white college graduate women was 14% total of the voters but out of that 14% 45% voted for Jones 52% voted for Roy Moore surprising <coughs> about 17% total were white non-college graduate women 25% voted for Jones 73% voted for Moore so what does that tell you it tells you that at the end of the damn day, these women will fall right in line with white supremacist males to keep this going. They will fall right in line to keep this shit going, which is wild. That is crazy to me to see these kind of numbers with this guy and his history. That is just crazy. 63 damn percent voted for more total out of white women like white men was 72% like you expected that but you know what made Doug Jones win was black folks black folks showed up uh, 93% of black men voted for him 17% uh, which was 11% total 17% uh, total of black women out of that 17% 98% voted for Jones so 93 and 98% voted for uh, Doug Jones so here's the important part moving forward you gotta hold Jones ass to the flame like I voted for you okay what what are you going to do for me or approach him with a demand you know sit down congregate get together and write up some demands because there hasn't been a Democrat sitting in that Alabama Senate seat in about 25 years I believe it's been over 20 years I think it's close to 25 so the whole big deal why this vote was so important is to swing it back towards Democrats just so um, the Cheeto in chief can't keep pushing shit through so easily. So now you got Arizona coming up and I forgot who else. So if they can swing those to Democrat, then it's going to be very difficult for the Cheeto in chief to uh, push some shit through. But he hasn't wrote any kind of... Um, any kind of legislation or proposed legislation in his first hundred days i don't think i don't i think he's just done executive orders but he hasn't tried to push anything through congress i don't believe 
or through the Senate, I should say. So that that's amazing to me, though, to see that, uh, not to get off track, but just to see white women just fall in line, just fall in line like that, and just like, oh, so. And this, and what I was going to tie in back to the Keaton Jones things is, there were so many people defending him, like, oh, he's just a child. You know, we can't blame the sins of the mother on him and shit like that. You know, the mother's a piece of shit, but we can't lose the message, right? But then you look at the situation with Roy Moore and this uh, 14-year-old girl, and it's just like you making all the excuses in the world for this man. So you excusing a little boy, you know, because he might have said some bigoted shit given who his parents are. But you're saying that, you know, some people would be proud of their daughter being hit on by a state's attorney you know some sicko shit like that so you're trying to justify so are y'all just sacrificing the women and the girls and trying to save the boys and the men like what is going on in this religion of white supremacy it just looks very fucking funny right so it's one of those things you have to just keep on studying just keep on studying because it seems like if it's a white woman making allegations against a white man and he's in some kind of bigoted power like a Republican or something like that, you know, or a heavy donor to Republicans, you know, somebody who's going to uphold white supremacy bluntly. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I don't think that he did this. You know, that's that's the vibe, you know, but if it's a white woman, you know, blaming a black man for some kind of sexual misconduct or violence, then it's everybody hops on the same train. So, so it's odd to me. So maybe if it's maybe if it's the the woman or the girl accusing the white supremacist male then you always have to take the white supremacist male side because that's the figurehead of the beast i don't know maybe i'm just pulling at straws let me know what y'all think about that you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes i have to give it to the uh, black folks that showed up in alabama um, to vote in his Senate race You know, Doug Jones looks funny in the light to me Just because of some of the things he did um, With his war on drugs Types policies and things like that um, But You know, I just appreciate black folks showing up And using their power to vote and I'm seeing this weird thing on uh, Twitter and Facebook Of all these white publications and white people praising black women um and i say it's weird to me because it's one of those things where it just seems like it's not genuine it's just let me do this to look cool and look like an ally while offline you know look like an ally online while offline i work against your interests um it, it looks funny in the light to me it looks very funny um there's uh you know they're calling black women god um making them into this mythical uh being um it just reminds me a lot of like small bigoted white children praising a mammy you know it i don't know i just get a such a weird feeling seeing all this and you know all it is is oh yes you know support black women yes and you know uh give black women jobs yes and you know the democratic party you know need not forget that black women you know made this happen yes and all this other shit and actual black women are like 
you know this is what needs to be done but then people are just report just you know responding with like claps and shit like that i want to see some action behind all this praise and shit because praise don't mean a goddamn thing it doesn't a praise does not mean shit does not mean a damn thing all these black folks showed up and voted for doug jones and then all these white folks are online are just like oh you're saving you're you're the conscious of white folks and you know you've always been the canary in the mine uh just it's just real weird to me to see this much appreciation for voters you know what i'm saying it it is so weird to see this and i feel like it is not genuine it's I, i just i don't know maybe it's the pessimist in me um maybe because i've seen this before um but you know black folks i will say this black folks have always been the conscious of america you know we've always been warning folks about who to trust and who not to trust we've always been like that and these people in alabama they weren't thinking about your ass they weren't thinking about how all these white folks are going to show up and vote for roy moore they're thinking about themselves they're thinking about their community like we can't have this bigot in office and you know somehow some way it swung the vote towards you know doug jones which is an amazing thing you know because black folks saving themselves saves that whole damn state but the just these talking points of you know just being a caricature of a black woman praising black women it doesn't sit right with me it just looks funny in the light but i want black folks to realize that we have to have a demand behind our vote we really do we really do have to have a demand behind our vote and the people of alabama black folks in alabama who voted for doug jones i want you to hold his ass to the flame and just you know if he doesn't do what you need him to do then somehow some way y'all need to hold a special election and get him about the pain that i mean as simple as that um this i mean this does give the country a glimmer of hope just like with the other elections that happened out east you know the mayoral elections like what you had in uh was it charlotte north carolina and atlanta both getting black women mayors excuse me and um you know i think people are the establishment is going to have to come to black folks now to start swinging these votes to uh swing the pendulum pendulum you know towards the the way that they want it to go that's just how it has to be you can't come in and holler at us in the 25th hour talking about hey uh black lives matter you know shit like that it's just i don't know i don't you know i i I can't trust a politician I, i just don't you know but this fake praise it's it's uh to me it just doesn't sit right with me it bothers me a lot um just seeing all this praise because you you go on alert when white folks all jump on the same shit you just have to being a black person in america you have to just be like your spidey sense your black sense starts tingling you know it's like hey yada 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 you know all this other shit and you're like okay y'all trying to have my defenses down so y'all can you know string me up from a tree or somehow put a mickey in my drink and have me knocked out with my asshole wide open or some shit like that you know so it's just something that just it just looks fucking funny it does it seems like uh all these people online and these publications you know praising black women is just it seems like it's it's false praise 
So I want to see what happens after this because I feel like after today or maybe next couple days, then it's going to die down and you're going to see who's who. Who's really an ally offline as opposed to online. But black folks, I celebrate y'all, women and men who showed up and uh, used your power to vote because that is a right. Uh, There was many obstacles in your way. We heard of many different voter suppression techniques that were being used. Intimidation by the police in Alabama. Um, Polling locations being moved or shut down. Or, um, you know, uh, the police were checking people's IDs to make sure they didn't have warrants before they voted and shit like that. Just different sneaky-ass techniques that happened. And it was beautiful seeing those videos of uh, black Alabama Alabamians, whatever you want to call them, uh, voting for the first time and tearing up. You know, that's a beautiful thing to see because that is your right. That's not a privilege. That is a right as an American citizen. So I celebrate y'all, black women, black men in Alabama. Not all heroes wear capes. A lot of y'all exercise your right to vote. But remember, whoever you put in office, you hold their ass to the flame and you hold them accountable. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. And this quote comes from an anonymous source, okay? It says, if somebody puts you on, it is your job to stay there or elevate. All right, if somebody puts you on, it is your job to stay there or elevate. All right, so my interpretation of this is, If somebody gets you on at a job or somebody gets you on to some kind of legal hustle or some hand-to-hand money, it is your job to not embarrass that person. You know, they vouched for you. You know, they went to the plug and was like, yo, this person right here, A1 since day one. Okay? And it's your job to not take that opportunity for granted at all. So we're creeping into 2018. And, you know, if somebody puts you on, throw you a lob, you need to catch that and dunk it slam it home that's what you need to do 2018 like i said before you know we got to stop eyeballing the sugar when we making the kool-aid now y'all know what that means all right so it's been nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there Uh, make sure you share this podcast with a friend all my black omaha folks share it share it share it Uh, especially about the new tax that's going to go ahead in that enhanced entertainment area which is some bullshit coming in 2019 and uh, that's all i got for y'all i will see y'all next week and hopefully i'm feeling better because i'm about to get on some of this tea and then i'm gonna take a nice long hot bath and i'm cool out and go to bed so none but love to y'all one